Hello and welcome to Hope International Ministries. This is Prophetess uh, Tamika King coming to you from my home, my online church, Hope International Ministry, and this is Prophetic Talk. And we are still continuing our series on relationship. Actually, we're about to almost wrap it up. We're on the last, almost the last lesson. Um, We're on the last chapter of Ruth. That is Ruth chapter four. And the next, uh, in the next podcast, we will be talking about Rachel and Leah. And that will be the final podcast as far as wrapping it up for the series on relationships. So I don't know about you, but I have been learning a great deal. And this one is no exception to the rule. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. We give you honor and praise, Lord God. We just ask that you would just be with us, leaders and goddess. We ask that you would just help us, Lord God, to uh, follow your ways and follow your statues, Lord God, and follow your regulations according to your will, Lord God. Not our will, but your will be done, Lord God. Lead us and guide us, Lord God, according to your will and help us to accept that will, whatever it may be, Lord God, for obedience is better than sacrifice. We give you honor and we give you praise and we thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. So the title of this podcast today is The Blessing Is Here, Ruth's Due Season. And we know we all have a due season that is going to be coming. And, you know, uh, with every high, there's a low. With every low, there's a high. And so what that means is, you know, when we experience high times in the Lord, uh, when we experience the mountaintop, we're also going to experience the valley. And it's a process that keeps on going throughout the rest of our lives. So wherever high we have, there will be lows. With every mountaintop, there will be a valley. So we have to remember that. But in spite of the valley, we know that God is good. We know that he is with us in the valley. We know that there is no way that no place that we can go that he is not with us. The word even says, if I make my bed in hell, you are there. And that's Psalms 139. Okay, so we are going to be coming from the main text is going to be coming from uh, chapter four, verses 11 through 17. But we were also going to hit on verses uh, 4, 1, verses 4, 8 through 10, verses 4, 11 through 12, and verse, I mean, not verse, but chapter 4, 13, uh, verses 13 through 19. So let me say that again because I messed that up a little bit. So we're going to be hitting on chapter 4, verse 1, chapter 4, verse 8 through 10, chapter 4, verses 11 through 12, chapter 4, verses 13 through 19. Amen. Okay, so I want to read uh, the main text chapter so you'll uh, have an idea of what I'm talking about. And if you've been following uh, through uh, this uh, relationship series, you know all about the story of Ruth. And so let's go into the word. Verse 11. And all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, we are witnesses. The Lord make the woman who is coming to your house like Rachel and Leah, the two who built the house of Israel. And may you prosper in um, Ephrath and be famous in Bethlehem. May your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah because of the offspring which the Lord will give you from this young woman. Verse 13, so Boaz Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife and 
And when he went into her, the Lord gave her conception and she bore a son. Then the woman, then the women said to Naomi, blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a close relative and may his name be famous in Israel. Verse 15. And may he be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age for your daughter-in-law whom loves you, who is better to you than seven sons has bore him. Verse 16, then Naomi took the child and laid him on her bosom and became a nurse to him. And verse 17, also the neighboring woman gave him a name saying, there is a son born to Naomi and they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Amen. Okay. So backing up some. Okay. So where we left off before, um, we find out that Ruth now knows that Boaz can be um, a kingsman redeemer unto her. But there is a closer relative. Okay. So at the end of chapter three, Naomi tells uh, Ruth to just uh, sit still and see how the matter is going to turn out. And that's where we left off. And, you know, when we're uh, in a relationship, you know, when we're dealing with things and and uh, even um, in just our everyday lives, sometimes we have to just sit still and see how the matter is going to turn out. Sometimes we just have to wait on the Lord. And it's not necessarily that the Lord that we're waiting on the Lord, but the Lord is waiting on us. And in terms of us getting that mindset together, us getting that mind frame together, us getting our heart prepared for what he has for us. And so uh, Boaz had to go out and and uh, find this close relative. So we see that he goes to the gate. Now, remember, uh, Boaz and Ruth had spent the night together. They did not have sex or anything like that. Um, they didn't have sex until after we see in which the part I just read and in the Bible times when you had sex and when you enter into intercourse, uh, that was the confirmation of the marriage. So um, I seen something in this chapter that I had never seen before, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. So we see Boaz at the gate and um, he is waiting. So what he actually does is after him and Ruth spent the night, Ruth goes back uh, to um, her home with Naomi and he does not leave her empty handed. He gives her all this barley. Okay. To take back to Naomi. All right. Naomi tells Ruth to sit back and see how the matter is going to be resolved. In the meantime, while they're waiting to find out what's going to happen. Okay. Ruth goes to, I mean, I'm sorry. Boaz goes to the city gate and he waits for the closer relative. So when the closer relative gets there, they doesn't they don't give him a name. Uh, Boaz tells him, "Okay, so you are the king's um, kingsman redeemer. I am also, but you are next in line before me. So are you going to redeem uh, Naomi's land from her husband?" So at first, this closer relative says, "Yes, I will." So he says, "Okay, well, if you're going to redeem the land, you also have to redeem." roof as well and perpetuate um, an inheritance for the dead so which meant that the first offspring that 
the couple had or the first baby that the couple had would be in the name of the dead relative. Okay. And not in the name of the Kingsman Redeemer. Okay. Because that's the whole point of a Kingsman Redeemer to take up where the relative left off, especially if the relative did not have an heir so that the relative's name can go on, um, can, uh, live on. Okay. And their house doesn't die with the relative that uh, passed away. So when he, when the close, uh, the close relative found out the one that was next in line, found out that he also had to take, take roof as well and perpetuate the inheritance for the dead. He said, no, you do it. So he denied it. And in Israel at that time, in order to complete a business transaction, a contract, you had to take off your sandal and give it to the person. So he took off his, the close relative that denied it, took off his sandal and gave it to Boaz. At this point, this was what I had never saw before. Now, Boaz and Ruth didn't have a wedding. It doesn't say they had a wedding in, uh, in the scripture. What constituted as their wedding is this exchange within the contract. So as soon as the closer relative who could have taken Ruth rejected Ruth and gave his sandal to Boaz, that was actually the initiation of the marriage contract or of the marriage agreement. Because we know when two people, when two parties come together and make an agreement that is like a contract. So when we um, come together as a, a married couple, um, when we decide to get married under God, you do get a marriage certificate because it is, and that marriage certificate is a legal document because it is a contract. Okay. So um, that at that point, when that sandal exchanged hands, okay, Boaz and Ruth became married at that point. So, um, once the um once that had happened, it happened in front of the elders, okay? It happened in front of the elders who witnessed it, which is the formality of that time to do things in front of the elders. They conducted business at the gate, at the city gate, okay? Um and uh and there was witnesses around Okay, who also seen it. So when we uh, when we look at a marriage, who do we have when you have the pastor or the preacher that uh, that gives you away in in this instance, it constituted as the elders. Okay, Ruth was not there, but she had already consented because she already had went to Boaz and she initiated the relationship between her and Boaz as she went to Boaz herself and said, you know, put a covering over me. When she had lifted the covers uh, off of his feet in the middle of the night, that was symbolic to cover me, be my security, be my blanket, be my, be my husband. Okay. So she actually approaches Boaz. This is a to my knowledge, and I could be wrong, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but to my knowledge, this is the only time in the Bible where a woman actually comes to a man in proposal, okay? So even though she didn't ask him to marry her, she's asking him to take that responsibility of it, you know, will he do this? Will he be the Kingsman Redeemer? 
okay? And Boaz was flattered because Boaz was an older man. And he said, you could have went to anybody. You could have chose anybody. She didn't have to go through this Kingsman Redeemer rule. Um, she could have married anyone she wanted to because, um, you know, when you look uh, and research about Ruth, she was very, a uh, very beautiful woman, a very beautiful young woman. But she had fallen in love with Boaz. And we can tell that Boaz had fallen in love with her. So this is just a beautiful, beautiful love story. It's my favorite book in the Bible. But um, what I'm more excited about is that this was Ruth due season. So we all know that we all have a due season. Just like I said, with every high, there is a low. With every low, there is a high. And this is a process throughout our uh, Christian walk. Okay, we go through storms, we go through trials, we go through tribulations. Uh, God teaches us things. We are working at our soul salvation. We learn things, you know, but we, we, we have a due season. We have a, a, a point in, in, in our lives and in our walk. And it, and it happens more than once. It's just not your, your due season is not a one time thing. It happens more than once. OK, um, it comes around as God sees fit for it to come around. But um, it is a process. It is a process, just like the changing of the seasons, which are spring, summer and fall. OK, it is a process. So um, Ruth had her due season here. OK, we know that when she entered she had lost her husband in the beginning of the story. She loses her husband. You know, she leaves her homeland. She is poor. She has nothing. She's gleaning. And now at the end of the chapter, by chapter four, she is married to a rich man because Boaz was very rich. She's married to a rich man. She has security. She is not just about the money. They both love each other. God has worked out the situation for her and now she is pregnant and has had a child. And um, the child, his name is Obed. Okay, so Obed uh, is the father of Jesse and Jesse is the father of David, which we know is in the line of Jesus Christ. So Ruth is in the lineage of Jesus Christ in the geology of Jesus Christ. And um, that is just mind blowing. Um, because she wasn't even an Israelite. Okay. She's a Moabitess. Um, and she marries into, uh, the Israelite family. Okay. She marries into the house of Israel. Okay. So, and, and what's awesome about this also is that when God blesses us, he gives us more than enough. So when Ruth is blessed, Naomi is also blessed because now Naomi has a grandchild Okay, Naomi is now being taken care of um, and they don't have to struggle anymore because now Ruth is married and Ruth is married to Boaz and Boaz is taking care of Naomi as well, um, along with Ruth, because that's a part of the Kingsman Redeemer as well. And this amazing things happens. Uh, this miracle happens. Naomi takes the child into her bosom and she produces milk. Okay, now Naomi was an old woman. She was past childbearing age. Um, I'm not really sure how old she was, but I know she was very old and she was past childbearing age. And uh, she produces milk. And she's able to nurse her grandchild. So that was a blessing to her. 
And that was a comfort to her because she had remember she lost her children. And so now she's able to take part in this child's life in a whole different way, in a whole different experience as if the child was her own. Okay, so we see the blessings of the Lord all around through this chapter. Boaz being blessed um, through the marriage with a child. Um, it, it, it's just uh, like I said, again, it's a beautiful story. But when we look at marriage as a whole, marriage is ministry. Okay. And what does ministry mean? Ministry means service. So in your marriage, you are a service to each other because when, uh, in your relationship, you know, you are to put the other person above yourself and they are to put you, um, above themselves within the confines of a marriage. Okay. And as you get to know each other and as you learn each other, that's what love is all about. It's selfless. And we look at, when we look at, uh, how the love that God had for us, it was selfless. He had agape love, unconditional love. It's a love without conditions. I'm not loving you because you do X, Y, and Z for me. I'm loving you because I just love you. Okay. And so, and so we see that marriage marriage is a service to each other. But what I really want to hit home and what really hit home with me was uh, the man and woman that God has for you. And this is a revelation that God has given me, just like with Boaz. They will be willing to take responsibility. They will be willing to take responsibility. OK, and um, in this day and time, we have all these things um, in our culture now, you know, the sneaky, the sneaky link. The friends with benefits, you know, um, the one night stands and nobody wants to commit and just different things like that. So when you when you really find this person that God has for you and it is and it does say in the Bible, when the man finds a, a wife, he finds a good thing. So the man is actually supposed to pursue the woman. Uh, now, I don't think it's anything wrong with a woman um, actually letting a man know or acknowledging to a fact to the man that, okay, I am interested just as Ruth did, but it was a certain way that Ruth did it. She did it with uh, discretion. She did it with uh, grace. She did it with, um, with um, humbleness. It wasn't flamboyant. It wasn't in front of people. It was a private matter. Um, so you just have to read the chapter if you haven't uh, read the story yourself. It's, it's a beautiful story and it's one of my favorites. And so remember, the person that God has for you will definitely take responsibility. And remember also that I told you before also that they will be giving, they will be adding something to you that you don't have. For instance, Ruth, she was in need of finances. Okay. She didn't have it. And the whole time Boaz, from the time Boaz met her until the time that they got married, he provided for her. He watched over her. He made sure she was safe. Um, he made sure she was taken care of. He made sure that they had what they needed. And um, so when a man is really um, for you and when he really loves you, he will do what is necessary to keep you. He will do what is necessary to make sure that you are okay. And um, he will do what is necessary to 
advance the relationship. Okay. And sometimes these things take time. So that's why Naomi, you know, told Ruth to sit down, sit down and see how the matter is going to turn out. Don't make no harsh decisions. Don't make no rash decisions. Don't go out and um, do things uh, uh, impulsively. You know, we have to do thing, do everything that we do with prayer and supplication before the Lord. It is so important that we la- allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us because there are so many uh, things going on in this world today. So many viruses, so many um, like the monkey virus, the covid uh, that's going on, um, you know, sickness, disease, pestilence, all these things, war, all these things that are going on in today's time. And even though we see a lot of bad things and even though we see a lot of things that can worry us, we know that God is in control. We know that God is for us. And if God is for us, it's more than the world against us. We know that Everything will work out in our favor because we are of the Lord's. Okay, because we belong to God. Amen. And so we still can find love in this day and age. We still can find um, a godly relationship in this day and age. Okay, it may look different to other people. It may uh, sound different to other people, but Truly, it's not about other people. It's about what God has for us. And we want something that is going to last. And what God has for us will last. Amen. Amen. So I hope this has uh, really uh, touched your heart. I know it has touched mine. And just this, the last uh, chapter really has ministered to me in a way that, and I've read this over and over again many times, but it has really ministered to me. Um, for my situation and where I am right now. So I hope it has done the same for you. God bless you. Have a smile upon you and I'll see you next time.